When Mr. Vinny and three other new teachers dropped down into Mr. Ravine's classroom, they entered a jungle thick with tangled, ungraded papers and rumors of what might have happened to the dead teacher's body. Paper trail was slick and, in places where it had fallen away, flat-out dangerous. In the midst of the paper pile, Mr. Vinny found what he had been looking for. A character analysis lesson plan for the ravine by Graham Salisbury. I now share it with you. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. And let's not fall into the ravine of bad lesson plans. That was the motivation behind ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. I was, after flailing for a couple years in my own classroom, I finally figured it out. Well, it's been a process, of course. But I thought to myself, I don't want my colleagues to flail. I don't want them to fall into the ravine of bad lesson plans. So I created ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com as a service to my colleagues. That would be you. So uh, ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, check it out. Now, we've all been there before. It's five minutes before class, and we have this short story we may or may not have read. And all we can come up with is, uh, read this and answer the questions at the end of the story. You guys ever been there? We guiltily give the assignments. Students work on it for about eight minutes, and you spend the remainder of class telling them to be quiet and making idle threats. This isn't the kind of lesson I'm talking about here, our character analysis lesson plan. And if you haven't grabbed the handout yet, it's in the show notes, by the way. Class is about to start, and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now so when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. So here we go. If you're going to teach one thing from this story, and you only have a couple minutes to create the assignment, I would choose this one. It's about care. It's I can cite textual evidence to analyze characterization. Purpose of this lesson, you don't want that. You don't want to write that on the board in case your administrator comes in. But it also helps students focus on what they're doing. The real reason, the real purpose for this lesson is to cite textual evidence. To support analysis, basically. In this case, we're going to focus on characters. Vinny goes into the ravine. He has four friends. And so list uh, on, on your board, list the four friends. You have what, Joe Boy and make that. You have three friends. Excuse me. You have Joe Boy and I honestly forgot the other boy's names off the top of my head here. Now, I say friends, but these guys aren't very friend-like in how they treat Vinny. So write the names of the three friends on the board. And that would be your left column. And the middle column, you're going to find evidence of how Vinny's friends treat him. So for each character, you'll cite specific examples of something the other characters say, what the other characters do. And then in the right column, ask yourself or have the students fill up that column by writing, what does this show about Vinny's friends? You could comment, are they really Vinny's friends at all? Just uh, So that's a pretty simple lesson. List the three friends in the left column. In the middle column, find specific examples of how each friend treats Vinny. And in the right column, explain what that indicates about their friendship. And then perhaps as you read the story, you can fill it out with the students or you can have them read solo and fill it out. Afterwards, you may want to do some kind of paragraph analysis, thinking about how if Vinny really does have friends or if he can overcome 
this incident and become friends again, or even if he wants to become friends with them again. All right, let me refresh your memory with a summary of the story in case you haven't had time to read it, or you read it a long time ago, or you just don't want to read it because you're busy. Yeah, papers are great. Vinny, against the wishes of his mother, ventures into the ravine, where the title the story comes from, with his three friends a short time after a boy had drowned there. Now, again, I say friends, but these guys aren't very friend-like in how they treat Vinny, as if you're doing the characterization chart, the aforementioned characterization chart, you will find ample evidence to show that. The four are frolicking in the water, jumping from the lower cliff into the water below, the same water where it's presumed the boy drowned just 15 days before. The other theory involves the boy being taken away by some goddess. Vinny is disturbed by the apparent drowning, yet his friends don't seem to care. They all they all jump to the higher cliff and they all walk up to the higher cliff and jump from it. This scares Vinny, who worries about them sharing the fate of the dead boy from 15 days ago. The three friends apply serious peer pressure to get Vinny to climb to the high cliff and jump. Vinny doesn't want to jump, but as any good group of teenage friends will do, they peer pressure him even more. And as any good teenager will do, he succumbs to the peer pressure, almost. Vinny climbs to the top, waits, and comes back down. His friends are displeased, but Vinny finds peace and joy in his decision. He realizes the hard thing wasn't the jump. It was not jumping. Let's take a look at some things you may want to discuss or may want to teach before, as, or after you read The Ravine. Start with irony. As you know, I'm a big fan of irony. Maybe you don't know, but you do now. Vinny's friends consider him a coward. In reality, not doing something others want, want him to do makes him courageous. At least that's how Vinny sees it. I, for one, think he's a bit of a coward. Come on, dude. Jump. Character analysis. What do we make of Vinny, his friends? We already talked about this in the aforementioned lesson plan. How does Vinny change? How do his friends change or not change? The story follows a basic plot line that students should be able to analyze. Making inferences. There are things that aren't stated directly. The reader must infer meaning from the details. You could do a narrative writing assignment. I wonder what the others are truly thinking. Do they really think Vinny's a coward or does he make them feel bad because he does the right thing and they don't? And the la- another thing you may want to look at is conflict. It's Vinny. Is it Vinny versus his friends? Vinny versus nature? Vinny versus himself? Vinny versus society? I think it's all four. And this is a good story to make connections with. Any middle schooler or high schooler should be able to connect with the peer pressure uh, aspect of the story. I think it's also a story adults can relate to as well. Help us understand what kind of influences our students may have. All right, takeaways. Try the character analysis lesson plan. Again, three-column chart, three characters in the left column, examples of how they treat Vinny in the middle column, and explanation in the right column. Takeaway number two, this is a good story also for teaching conflict because you have Vinny versus, you have quote-unquote boy versus boy, man versus man, whatever you want to call it, person versus person, with Vinny versus his friends. You have individual versus society, which is Vinny going against the... uh the societal norms of his group. You have person versus nature, which again, Vinny is out in nature. He's afraid of drowning as because someone had just drowned there a couple weeks before. And you have Vinny versus himself, individual versus self. So you have four types of conflict that Vinny is involved in. So this is a good story for teaching conflict as well. In fact, I should have made that the one thing. Is it too late to play the one thing? That sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this 
right here. But if there is one thing you teach in this story, I think it'd be conflict over character analysis. I guess I should have led with that. Talk about burying the lead. That was takeaway number two. And takeaway number three, this is a story that teenage readers can relate to. Even if they can't relate to jumping into a ring or living in Hawaii, they can certainly relate to peer pressure. All right, check out the show notes for good stuff. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review. 